the mighty and blessed name of Jesus we say that your name is holy holy is your name Lord your name is holy and holy is your name we gathered here tonight Lord because your name is holy and because in the holiness of your name you have preserved us and you have protected us and you have given us much more than we bargained for bless us let no one depart the same we give you all the praise we give you all the glory I take authority in the name of Jesus we subject every spirit to the higher authority of the Holy Spirit and we decree and declare let there be liberty in the atmosphere let the heart let the mind and let the souls of the men and women gathered here and online receive edification in jesus name and receive liberty in the mighty name of jesus and receive overflowing power in the name of jesus and receive edification once again in the name of jesus hallelujah glory to jesus somebody celebrate our lord give a shout unto the lord give a clap unto the lord make a joyful noise in the presence of the lord hallelujah Bible said that in the presence of the Lord there is liberty in the name of Jesus. Can you lift up your right hand and say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus tonight, tonight meet me, meet me at, the at the point of my need. I refuse to live here the same. I am living a better person than I came. I believe it. I receive, it. I receive it every healing, every healing. With, my with my name on it, on it. I, take it. I take it I receive it, I receive every, it. Blessing. every blessing with my name, with my name. On, it. on it I receive it now take, take it every goodness, every goodness. With, my with my name on it, on it. I, receive I receive it and I take it take the name of Jesus Come on, slap those hands together and make some joyful noise unto the Lord and take your seat in heavenly places. Praise the blessed name of Jesus. What an awesome moment and time to be in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. You guys are so wonderful and awesome. Amen. I know that tonight is going to be an awesome night. Hallelujah. How many of you believe it? 
I want to take this opportunity to welcome each and every one of you. All the new faces, beautiful new faces I'm seeing. God bless you. I want you to know that we love you. And I personally love you. There is nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise when, 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 I'm, when I'm done with ministering the word, I will duly acknowledge you and we will celebrate you. Hallelujah. All right. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, Father, we thank you. Bless your word. Let your word bless us. Can you do something? I have so much echo in my ears. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless your word. Let your word bless us. And let somebody never remain the same. Amen. Amen. All right. So we will continue with what we were supposed to talk about on Sunday. Talking about the principles of overflow. Hallelujah. Now, you got to understand that when we became born again or an encounter with Jesus is an encounter. Can we read a scripture in the book of John chapter 10? The gospel of John chapter 10 and verse number 10. And I want you to know when we talk about overflow, we are, I mean, for the whole of this month, the Lord said that it is going to be or it is our month of overflow. And I've been explaining to you what it means when we talk about overflow. Now, overflow is um is um what is this word that we use overflow is relative okay overflow is relative now what what brother ramon may see as an overflow may be different from what i see as overflow hallelujah what you need that will happen to your life that will make your life overflow overflow is in john 10 10 when we talk about overflow look at overflow the definition of overflow so that when i start talking about the principles you will know what i'm talking about this is the definition of overflow bible says that for the thief cometh not but for to steal to kill and to destroy and jesus said i am come that you may have life that i may have life that they might have life and have it more abundantly somebody say more abundantly more abundantly is overflow now so jesus was talking about the fact that if it is health you will have health in overflow jesus is talking about the fact that if it is peace you will have peace in overflow you know i always say that a walk with jesus or christianity is not just one of those religions in every religion every religion is seeking for god every religion will tell you that they are looking for god they say that god is somewhere i don't know where god is but for religions they are looking for god but in christianity we're not looking for god bible said that whilst we were yet sinners he came looking for us so christianity is an experience you see christianity is a call from that lower grade of life where anything by the enemy can take advantage of your vulnerable state to bringing you to a place where you determine what must happen in life i'll say it again now christianity is a call it's like when somebody is sinking when somebody is drowning in in in, in the sea or in in the water and then somebody in a lifeboat gives him a hand and say that you know what if only you can hold on to my hand I'll be able to bring you to life. Now, so we were sinking. Each and every one of us was sinking. We were sinking in the 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 in the, in the, in the sea of sin. Because Bible said that 
For the soul that sinned, it shall die. So we were sinking in death. We were supposed to die. Some years back, I was supposed to die. And then the Lord found me. And then he extended a hand. And then all that I needed to do was to receive the hand that he had extended. All that I needed to do. I didn't have to pay money. I didn't have to do it. I just had to say, Lord, I am sinking. I am dying. Where I am, I have kept my life by myself. But it is sinking. And it is destroying. And it is going down the grave. And I need help. And when he extended the help, ladies and gentlemen, I stretched forth my hand. And then he held me. And he took me out of the water and brought me onto a dry land. Now, he didn't just bring me onto a dry land. He wiped me dry and put a new garment on me and gave me a place. Ladies and gentlemen, amongst the saints, this is what Christianity is about. So when we talk about having a walk with Jesus, it is not burdensome. It is actually taking us from the Mary clay where we are sinking and bringing us to a place where we can have a voice in life. So Bible said that the thief cometh not, of course. The devil is the thief. When he comes, he comes to steal us. He comes to steal our joy. He will steal our productivity. He will steal our freedom. He will steal everything that the Lord has made available unto us. And then when he had finished stealing all those things, then he will begin to kill. He will begin to kill your mind about life. Now you don't see anything good in life. Now you don't see any relevance in life. Now you don't see any meaning in life. And when he has killed your appetite for life, the Bible says that he destroys you. That will never be your story in Jesus' name. But look at Jesus. Bible says that the coming of Jesus, he said, I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. No wonder Bible refers to him as the Lamb of God. Now, do you know that I read something recently which I even posted on my Facebook as well. Do you know that this anti-venom that they use for snake bite, it is made up of lamb blood. I never knew it until I read it this week. Lamb. Um, 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 you know a lamb? L-A-M-B, a sheep. It is made up of lamb blood. And I read and then I, I was told that by the literature I read that lamb's blood has antivenom properties. So when they inject it into you, it nullifies the power of the venom, the poisonous venom that a snake sting or a snake bite can inject into you. The Bible calls the devil, this old devil, the old serpent, and he has bitten the world. Everybody not connected to Jesus has been bitten by this old serpent. And we need an antivenom. And God sent the lamb. He sent Jesus. And Jesus died. And his blood became the anti-venom. I see you having life and having it in the overflow. Come on, give a clap unto the Lord and let's celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, so overflow, ladies and gentlemen, is having life and having it more abundantly. Having it in every area of our lives. Somebody's overflow may be in his finances. Somebody's overflow may be in his health or her health. Somebody's overflow may be in his relationship. When somebody's relationship is restored, overflow has come. When somebody's academics is restored, overflow has come. When somebody is able to break away from an addiction, overflow has come. 
That is why I said that overflow is relative. Somebody's business breaking through and becoming that dreamt business that they have been dreaming about is an overflow. Ladies and gentlemen, anytime God gives a word, you got to understand that there are some principles that it must follow. Now, what are principles? I put something here. I said principles are a set of fundamental truths. Okay? That serves as foundational blocks to any system or institution. There are a set of fundamental truths. Okay? Like, for example, if you want a fish to survive, you got to keep it in water. If you bring it out, it dies. The fundamental truth here is that let it remain in, 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 in water. You understand? Now, that is a principle that governs living the life of every fish. Praise the name of Jesus. When you take that fish out, for example, if you want a tree to grow, what do you do? You keep it in the soil. It is a principle. It is a law. In fact, when I talk of principles, I'm talking of laws. Basic laws that govern anything. Now, so what God is saying concerning this month, that this month is our month of overflow, there are principles. Everything in life is governed by principles. When there are no principles, there are chaos. That is why in every state, there are principles, there are laws. Right now, if you are driving on the main street and then you reach a traffic light and it is red, you don't need anybody to tell you to stop. Why would you stop? It is a principle. You travel from here, you go to Canada, or you go to Australia, or you go to United Kingdom, or wherever, and you are driving, and you see a red light, what would you do? You will stop. Why? It is a principle that governs driving. When there are no principles, there is total chaos. So you read the book of Psalm 11, and verse number 3. And Bible says that if the foundations are destroyed, what shall the righteous do? When there are no principles, it doesn't matter your relationship with the Lord. It won't work. You see, that is why we have many, 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 many believers who believe in God. They love Jesus. They follow Jesus. They do everything. But certain things are not working because the principles that govern those things are not there. So he says that if the foundation, if the principles are destroyed, what shall the righteous do? So here God has spoken to us. And the Lord says that it is our month of overflow. What we need is to know the principles of overflow. What are the rules of engagement? What are the laws of overflow? What must I do in order for overflow to be my portion? Psalm 82 and verse number 5. He said that I call them gods, but they will die miserably. Why? Because all the foundation, he said, for they know not. They know not. Neither will they understand. So they walk on in darkness. Even though I have called them gods. Let's start from verse number 4. Look at verse number 4. Psalm 82 from verse number 4. He said, deliver the poor and needy. Read them out of the hand of the wicked. Then verse number 5 to 6. They know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. Why? Because all the foundations of the earth are out of course. There are no principles. There are no laws that govern their lives. So verse number 6 says that, I have said that you are God, and all of you are children of the Most High. But why would they die miserable deaths? Because there are no principles. 
Praise the name of Jesus. Let's read a third scripture in the book of 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles. And let's go to chapter 15, 1 5. And let's start reading from verse number 3. See what happens when there are no principles. Anytime God speaks, our responsibility is to find out what are the principles that are governing what the Lord has said. Because what the Lord has said must come to pass. Now, so here, he said that now, for a long season, do you see it? For a long season, Israel was without the true God, number one. Number two, was without a teaching priest. And number three, was without principles. They were without laws. These three things. So what happened? Verse number five. Look at verse number five. He said, but, and in those times, when they were not having principles, in those times, there was no peace to him that went out or to him that came in. But great vexations was upon all the inhabitants of the countries. And verse number six says that a nation was destroyed of nation, city of city, for God did vex them with all adversities. When there are no principles, three things happen. Three major things are inevitable. Any place where there are no principles, there are no laws. In fact, in your own life, if there are no principles, these three things will happen automatically. Number one, there will be no peace. There will be no peace. Everything about you will be peaceless. There will be no peace. Your mind, there will be no peace. In your finances, if you don't have principles, there will be no peace. Even in your home, if you don't have principles, certain basic rules and regulations, ladies and gentlemen, that govern the integrity of the family, there will be no peace. He said in those days, there was no peace. Give me the verse number five again. There was no peace to him who went out or to him who came in. Why? Because they didn't have principles. Number two, he said that, and there was great vexation. What is vexation? depression and anxiety as a result of repetition of bad history so things keep on recurring things keep on recurring at a point do you know the reason why sometimes people unfortunately commit suicide is because things keep recurring and keep recurring to a point they think that they are hopeless and there is no hope for them again but of course you and i know that it is a it is a lie from the pit of hell because there is always help and there is always available help. All we need to do is to stretch forth our hand. And the Lord will give us his arm. And we will be drawn out of that trouble. And I see somebody's deliverance coming tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Shout me a believing amen. amen. So, when there are no principles, the reason why I'm talking about the principles of overflow is that even though God has spoken, when there are no principles, ladies and gentlemen, there will not be peace. I know people who have money. I'm talking about money. But they don't have peace of mind. Hallelujah. Amen. They cannot sleep. When they sleep, they cannot sleep. And I know people too who don't even have a place to sleep. They can be under a bridge in snow and they are snoring. I'm telling you. I'm talking about peace. When there are no principles, there is no peace. When there are no principles, there is great vexation. And verse number 6. He says that when there are no peace, nation was destroyed of nation and city of city. Self-destruction. Self-destruction is inevitable. When there are no principles. So God can speak. 
that if you do not put in principles, if I do not put in principles, then ladies and gentlemen, even though the word that God has spoken is supposed to bring us up, we will end up destroying ourselves. You will not destroy yourself in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody say me a believing amen. amen. Now, Proverbs 25 and verse number 28. Look at what happens when there are no principles. Proverbs 25, 28. He said that he that has no rule over his own spirit. Uh-huh. He's talking about he who has no principles governing his life or her life. He is like a city without a wall. He said, he that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. When a city is broken down without walls, it is like a country without borders. It is like a country without airport. All you need to do is just to arrive at, a, at, at anywhere and then you are inside. Hallelujah. Can you imagine if America were without borders? Can you imagine if your country, maybe wherever you are watching me from, was without borders? Anything, anyone, wherever can come in. And you can imagine. Even with borders and with all the security and with everything, you still know sometimes what are some of the things that happen. Just imagine. You just imagine America without borders. America without airports. America without harbor. America, hey, praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. You won't even get a place to put your foot. So he that has no rule over his own spirit. He's talking about anyone without principles. Hallelujah. Now, so anytime God speaks, it is important that we know the principles governing what he has said. So that we will enjoy the manifestation. One day, in the book of 1 Kings chapter 18. Is somebody flowing? I'm taking time to teach because this is a very, very important topic. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 18, God came and then he spoke to the prophet Elijah. Look at what he said. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year. This was when Elijah had prophesied Tyre, that for the next three and a half years, there wasn't going to be any rain and there was farming. And the land was deprived and everything was dry. And the word of the Lord came unto the prophet. He said, you know what? There is going to be an overflow. He told him, he said, there is going to be an overflow. Go and show yourself unto Ahab and I will send rain. I will send overflow. Now, from chapter 1, sorry, chapter 18, verse number 1 to verse number 45. Look at verse number 45. The same first Kings chapter 18 and verse number 45. And it came to pass. In the meanwhile, that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. Somebody said there was a great rain. When did God say that he was going to send rain? In verse 1. Now verse 2, verse 3, all the way to verse 45. That was a long period of time. Something happened. Principles were put in place. So even though God spoke, there was the necessity for principles to be put in place for the manifestation of the word. God spoke in verse 1. I'm going to send rain. They had to go through their principles. What were the principles? Number one, Elijah had to rid the land of idol worshiping. Do you remember when they gathered with the 450 prophets of Baal? And then he rid the land of idol worshiping. 
He said, let the God that answered by fire be called God. Number two, he rebuilt the broken down altar. The idol worshippers and the priests of, 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 of Baal had destroyed the altar. So Bible said that at the time of the evening sacrifice, Elijah said, gather ye together. When they gathered, he repaired the broken down altar. Number three, he offered a sacrifice. When he had done all these things, then the fire came. When the fire came, he, he went into the mountains and then he prayed. That was the fourth thing that he did. He prayed. He traveled. So ladies and gentlemen, let us follow the preamble of Elijah and then see what we must do. So I have four basic principles. These are not all the principles of overflow. But for us to meet our time, I have just designed four. I will continue because there are more of the principles of overflow. Now, the first principle of overflow is that, or I call it the principle of God first and in the best place of all our lives. I'll say it again. The first principle is the principle of God first and in the best place in our lives. Brothers and sisters, if you want to experience the overflow, make God first and put him at the best place in your life. Sometimes we want the best from God, but we want God to be at the rear. Now God, you can't lead. Let me lead. <laughs> Let me lead. You follow. Now, I, I want you to be with me, but don't lead. You follow. Ladies and gentlemen, how can you be going to a place where you don't know and then instead of you following the GPS or the compass, you said, that, no, no, the compass must follow me. The GPS must follow me. I will get there before I put the GPS on. It is like a man wearing his shoe before his socks. You see somebody like that, you know that something is wrong somewhere. Sharon, is that right? You see a man in town, nicely dressed, with in suit and tie. And then all of a sudden, his shoe, see his beautiful shoe and his socks. It's over the shoe. My, 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 oh my. You look at him. You won't say anything. You just look at somebody and then you say that. <laughs> the eyes we will give you alone will let you know that something is wrong. Hallelujah. And that is exactly how many Christians are living their lives. God, I want you to go with me. Because I know you know all things. But I want to be the leader. Whilst you follow. So now God is in it. But God has put his hands behind him. And he's watching you. And you see, the thing about God is that he, he, he is very gentle. That is why we call his spirit, Holy Spirit. He's very gentle. You know, one day somebody was asking me, he said that, if truly God is that powerful, why is it that God will not clear the world of all the sins so that we'll be free? <laughs> I'm sure you might have asked it before. But you see, the thing is, he's a gentle spirit. He has given the earth to us. He expects us to give him that priority. And then he, if you don't allow God, see, see, if you don't allow God, he doesn't come in. And number two, there are certain places in the life of believers, they don't want God to lead. They want God to lead in other places, but not in certain places. Are, are you getting the two, the, two, the two things I'm talking about? Number one is when some people don't even want God to lead. Do you know that when a car is moving, the most important person in that car at that time, ladies and gentlemen, is what? Is who? Driver. 
Amen. It's the driver. It doesn't matter whether the driver is educated, the driver is not educated. Once you are inside that container called a car and it is moving, you got to respect the driver. I mean, at that point, he's next to God. If the driver says that, can everybody please stretch and you don't stretch, hey, as long as he's behind the steering wheel, he is next to God. At that time, you don't consider maybe he's not even wearing a, 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 the dress that you expect him to wear. Maybe the driver has not even bathed for seven days. At that time, all those things are not important. At that time, what is important is that this guy will focus. So sometimes the driver is driving, and then you see that the driver is distracted. All of a sudden, as the car is moving, the driver tends to look at people behind. You say, driver, can you not concentrate? Because you know that at that material moment, any mistake is not about the driver. It's everybody. Many people are driving their lives when they don't even know how to drive. Many people are driving their lives on earth when they have never held a steering wheel. I'm not talking about a literal steering wheel. I'm talking about a spiritual steering wheel. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse number 23 and Psalm 37 and verse number 23, we'll read all. Ladies and gentlemen, look at Jeremiah. 10.23. Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in a man that walk to direct his steps. Now, Del, let me ask you one question. Who on earth, Najao, are you here? Who on earth is walking and says that today as I'm walking, I'm going to fall. And then as he's walking, he falls. Have you seen something like that? Now, anytime somebody falls, it is an indication that it is not in him to direct his path. Because if he could have directed his path, he would never have fallen. I want you to think about it. If you could ever have directed your path, and everybody of us here have fallen before. Maybe you tripped. Even if you didn't fall, you tripped and sometimes, I just, my, 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 you know. And they ask you, what is happening? He said, I tripped and I nearly twisted my ankle. Did you plan to twist your ankle? You twisted it because it is not in you to direct your path. But how come your life you want to direct it? So there is always chaos. There is always trouble. Look at the next scripture. Psalm 37 and verse number 23. He said, for the steps of a good man. A good man here represents somebody who has given God the best and the first in his life. The good man here, I follow me, Christopher. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man. And a good man here is somebody who has offered the first place and the number one spot of his life for God. When everything that you do, you consult God. Even the things, listen, you must come to a place where even the dress you wear, you must ask God. And I always say this, you can meet somebody for the first time, just the dress you are wearing. They can give you something. Yeah. I have had it before. One day. Do you know how our food drive came to pass? It was the dress I was wearing. I was wearing Jesus Saves t-shirt. And Holy Hill Chapel, AG. Embossed at the back. I was in a place shopping with my sons. And this man walked up to me. When he came, he said, He said, what is on your, on, on your shirt? I also believe it. And then I extended my hand. And then he said, 
Uh, oh, are you a member of AG? I said, yes. He said, I'm also a pastor of AG. And I said, I'm also a pastor of AG. One thing led to the What brought us together? My dress. I could have been wearing anything. But I asked the Holy Spirit that day, what should I wear? He said, wear this. I have been believing God for the full drive for, for months. He said, wear this. Now, one, to- one talk led to the other. He said, hey, would you not be interested in doing a full drive? I said, I've been praying about it for months. He said, your prayer answer is here. Yeah. I met him on Saturday. Saturday around 6 p.m. Sunday morning, full drive was here. Yeah. You see, when you make God number one, and the best, you give him. I'm not just talking about making him a companion. I was teaching on the marriage school. And I was telling them that we have a marriage meet. Help meet. And then help mate. The two are not the same. God didn't say, I'll give you a help mate. He said, I'll give you a help meet. When you have a help mate, there is always confusion, competition. This one is looking here. This, because every mate, when we are two mates, we have different visions Oh. I'm looking somewhere, but when we are help meet, we are in the same boat. I meet you here, and I help you, or I meet you here, and I push you up. When you make God, ladies and gentlemen, a mate in the issues of life, in the boat of life, when you are sinking, he will watch you to sink. But when you make him the leader, when he gets to a place, and the going is tough, he will raise you and put you at his back. He will raise you and carry you in his arms. He will give you the overflow in Jesus' name. Give God the best and the first part of your life. Same here, believing. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter number 15. and Sorry, chapter 11 and verse number 16. Make him number one in all that you do. Do what he says that you should do in that area of your life. Many people can do many things that the Lord says, but there is one place that it is very difficult. Lord, if it has to do with this one, I can do it. Coming to church, I will do it. Doing this, I will do it. But when it has to do with serving, I can't serve. When it has to do with being humble, I cannot. When it has to do with giving, I cannot. I can do all the rest, but this one area. But ladies and gentlemen, when you are working with God, and then you have specialties, some things that you can do, some things that you will not do. You are not working. You are not making him number one. You are making him a companion in the boat. Hallelujah. Praise the blessed name of Jesus. Look at it. For if the first fruit, huh, the first spot, the driver's seat is holy, then the lamp, all the passengers, all the rest, all the others are holy. But if the fruit is holy, so are the branches. When you make God number one, he will make you number one on his list. When you give God the number one spot in your life, I'm talking about overflow. Why must you give God the number one spot? Because he is the custodian of overflow. If you make the person who is holding the keys number one in your life, when he opens the door, you'll be number one to enter. You didn't get that one. <laughs> I pray that you make God number one. Anything about God must be your utmost interest. Sometimes we are interested in our workplaces more than God. That is why, let me tell you something. That is why we can spend eight hours at the workplace 
without with, with, and do extra hours after eight hours if they tell us that there is overtime OT oh we will be number one to put our name there I will be number one I want to do the OT but when it has to do with the things of God come to church and then you go like how long is the service okay an hour and a half two hours so you have you 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 have you have conditioned your mind if the service is two hours and it goes two hours three minutes no 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 I can't be there. Meanwhile, Brother Ramon, if we were supposed to do overtime at the workplace, we would gladly do it. In fact, we will cancel all appointments. Your wife is waiting for you for dinner, for anniversary dinner. You will tell her that, babe, you know what? More money is coming. <laughs> Let me get the more money. As for the dinner, we can do dinner over and over and over and over. Hallelujah. But when it gets to the things of God, we can give all reasons why we cannot fellowship with God. Meanwhile, we are not supposed to make him a mate. We are supposed to make him a meat. Listen, when you read the King James Bible, eh, there are certain statements. Children are in the house, so I'll be very cautious. But there are certain statements like, and Abraham knew his wife. Okay? Now, sometimes that word, knew his wife, it can also be known as they met. Huh? They met, and out of the meeting, there was an offspring. Now, when there is meeting, there is intercourse. When you make God a meet in the boat of your life, there is an intercourse, there is a mixing. And listen to me, brothers and sisters. When you mix up with God in your boat of life, let me see the devil that can, that can unmix you. Let me see. Ah, no, listen. Wait, 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 wait. Before you clap, listen. Now, you are mixed up with God. How can the devil come and separate you from God? He said, we are hid in Christ and Christ in God. By the time the devil comes after you, he must first of all tackle God. From God, tackle Jesus. From Jesus, come to you. How can the devil appear even before God? But because we have not mixed up with God. We have not mixed up with him. We have made him an alternative. So when the devil comes, he doesn't come to God. He doesn't come to Jesus. He comes straight to you and he gets you. The principle number one, make God first and give him the best part in your life. Many people don't want that one. Many people don't want that one. But where there are no principles, there is no peace. Where there are no principles, there is great vexation. So sometimes, the vexation brings frustration. Because now you know that, why is it I'm serving God, but I'm not seeing this? And then sometimes you even question it. You even tell yourself, I don't believe in some of these things. They are just theories. that we... Brother and sister, they are not theories we are teaching. They are practicals. When you do your own, when you put in place the principles, when you give God the best and the first place in your life, you'll be surprised. He will lift you up. He will make you the best in life. Let me show you a scripture. Let, let, let's go into the... Let, let's, can, can we read a scripture? In the book of... Look at Psalm 81, verse 13 to 16. Psalm 81, verse 13, 1, 3 to 16. Look at what happens... When you give him the number one spot in your life, why do we call the president of every nation the first gentleman? He carries number one. The president of America at any point in time carries the number one passport. One. Number one. The number one. It is for the president. 
the best is reserved for him. It doesn't matter. Everything is, you know, the garden. Everything is accorded him the best. The best. The best. The best. The best. Look at it. Oh, that my people had listened to me and that Israel had walked in my ways. What would have happened? Look at verse 14. I should soon have subdued their enemies. We don't give God the best. So God doesn't have the opportunity of subduing our enemies. Shelah, he said, I will soon have subdued their enemies. And I would have turned my hand against their adversaries, the things that are troubling them. Look at the next verse. Verse 15. The haters of the Lord should have been submitted themselves, should have submitted themselves unto him. But their time should have endured forever. Look at verse 16. He said, he said, he should have fed them also with the fineness of the wheat. When you make God the first and the best, he said he would have fed you. I can't imagine. Listen, brothers and sisters, when you mix up with God, huh? when you mix up with God by giving him the best and the first place of your life, there will not be difference between you and God. Do you know that, uh, um, Lois, do you know that when they went to arrest Jesus, do you know the reason why? Judas Iscariot had to kiss Jesus because they were the same. They couldn't differentiate who Jesus was from who Peter was, from who Nathaniel was. They had mixed up. They were like one. They couldn't identify. So Judas Iscariot said, when we go, the person that I will give a kiss to, he is Jesus. In, 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 um, uh, in Acts chapter 17, Bible said that they called the apostles Christians first in Antioch. Do you know why? Christians means Christ-like. They couldn't differentiate them from Christ. When you mix up with God, when you give him the best part of your life, when you give him the best part of your education, you give him the best part of your relationship, you give him the best part of your finances, you give him the best part, ladies and gentlemen, of the 24 hours he has given you. My God. Goodness, the rest of the hours will be beautiful. Amen. You wake up in the morning, you spend the first 30 minutes, one hour, two hours, according to your free time, praying. Oh, man of God, I will not be able to get that time. Then wake up earlier than your regular waking up because you can find time. If they told you that you are going to the airport to catch a flight, that is taking you to go and sign. Like our dear woman of God here, you, you are going to sign a contract of $15 million. And then you slept at 12 and you are supposed to be at the airport at 3 a.m. My goodness. You'll be surprised the way you don't need an alarm. The money will wake you up. You will dream about it. You will see yourself signing. And then when the time is moving and then you are oversleeping, you see yourself telling yourself in the dream that, hey, money is draining away. Wake up. Wake up. You wake up. How come when it has to do with God, we don't have time? How come? Because as far as you are concerned, you know, when I go to church, I'm doing the pastor a favor. Then maybe the pastor doesn't know who he is and you don't know who you are. He said, they grow from strength to strength. Each one of them that appears before the Lord in Zion. Psalm 84 verse 7. They grow from strength to strength. Each one of them that appears before the Lord in Zion. Give God the first and the best. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 9. 
Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit. With the first fruit. With the first fruit. Not with any ordinary fruit. People can do anything. Sometimes we treat God as a beggar by the roadside. Sometimes we treat God as a waiter. <clears throat> if you go to eat in a restaurant, it is if you like that you give a tip. Is that correct? Yes. Who has gone to eat in a restaurant and when you finish, the waiter was standing there. Ma, what is the issue? My tip. Have you seen some before? <laughs> give me my tip, sister. If you don't give me my tip, nobody is living here. Hey, what a waiter. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes you give him a tip. Thank you, sir. You don't give him a tip. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Sometimes we treat God as a waiter. My overflow. So sometimes you went with people you ate. You were not expecting a certain bill. When the bill came, you decided to foot it. When the bill came and you opened it and you saw it, you missed a heartbeat. And all of a sudden, the waiter even standing in front of you, is, you are angry at the waiter. Even though he didn't do anything. Is it that time that you are going to give him a tip? No, 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 no. Already you are already angry. Sometimes that is how we treat God. We are angry from something that happened maybe at home. Something that happened maybe at the workplace. We come to church and then all of a sudden we are angry at God. So even when the message is coming, hey, man of God, I'm here because I just want to while away time and calm myself before I go home. But I'm not here because I want to have fellowship with God. Honor the Lord with your substance and not just with your substance, with the first fruit of all your, substance, of all your increase. God gives you 24 hours. Wake up. Spend time with him. Hallelujah. Sometimes when I'm driving to church on Sundays, my heart is broken. Because it is Sundays that you see people going to the gym. Monday through Friday, they won't go. Because, you know, I, I, I am jealous for God. I am like Elijah. Just that me, I don't want to die. The difference between me and Elijah is that Elijah, he was jealous for God. He wanted to die. But I mean, I won't die in Jesus' name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I won't die. Yo. There is a lot of work to do. <laughs> For him, he told God that he want to come here. I'm not coming. God, God even knows that I'm not coming now. Amen? Listen, brothers and sisters, give God the first and the best of your life. Your resources. Your resources. You see, the other day, I was talking to a man of God, and we were discussing tithe, and I said, my belief in tithing is that you tithe not according to law, but according to love. Yeah. If you tithe according to law, you will be surprised at the way your life will be. You will be like, it will even be difficult for you. Because now, it is a law in your mind. Hey, I got to tithe 10%. So when your salary comes or your wages come or your paycheck comes, you are already angry. Why must I give God 10%? Why must I give God 10%? Why must I give God 10%? And your mind is troubling you. And then even as you are giving, you are angry. So you are giving out of law. But when you give out of love... Boy, oh boy, I have grown beyond 10%. No, I don't give, you, you understand? My heart is for God. I tell God, Lord, what do you want? If you give it to me, if you put it in my hands, I will give it to you. In the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 29. I mean, 1 Chronicles, chapter 29. And let's look at verse number 12. Verse number 8 to 12. Look at it. Put it on, on the board and then let me see. He said, Second uh, Chronicles chapter 29. Oh, 
Yeah, it is. No, 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 no. It's this one. It's this one. Verse 8, going. And they with whom precious stones were found, they gave them to the treasures of the house of the Lord. By the hand of Jehiel, the Gershonite. Verse number 9. Then the people rejoiced for that they offered willingly. Because with a perfect heart, they offered willingly to the Lord. And David, the king, also rejoiced with great joy. Verse number 10. Wherefore, David blessed the Lord, blessed and blessed the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, O Lord God of Israel, our fathers forever and ever. Look at verse number 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, the majesty for all that is in heaven and in the earth. It's yours. Now, look at it. He said, Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Verse number 12. Both riches... I follow up, you see it. He said, both riches and honor come from you. You reign over all. And it is in your power to make. And in your power to make. And to give strength unto all. Everything. Look at the next verse. What does the verse number 13? For we are this. For we are strangers and all that. Now, therefore. Now, there is a verse in the second chron first Chronicles chapter 29. He says that. All that we give unto you, it is of your own that you are giving us that we give back unto you. You got to, listen, when you are giving God the first and the best, it's like you are sold out. People will think that you are crazy. Until you come to the place where people will think that you are crazy about this God. My son, Connor, there, if he meets you, Connor has come to a point where even me, when he meets me, he's preaching me. I'm telling you, he, he, he meets you, you give him the opportunity, you bring yourself, my goodness, that boy will message you. He will give you the word of God. You see, when you have that conviction and that affection and that passion, the Bible said that the zeal of the house of the Lord has eaten me up. In the book of Jeremiah, he said, I wanted to shut my mouth. But the more I shut my mouth, the more the word burned inside me like fire. I couldn't contain it. I couldn't resist it. Therefore, I burst out and I delivered it. Give God the first and the best. The first. Anything about God. And this church, all the leaders know it. Anything about God is first and the best. Don't come and give me any kukuru kukuru thing for God. No. Does God deserve our, our excesses? No. He deserves our best. Even our, 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 our girlfriends and boyfriends when we were in the world, who broke our heart? See the way we treated them. When they cough, 2 a.m., you are driving on the street. You closed double shift at, three, at, at 1, 1 a.m. You wanted to sleep a little. Babe, crane, 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 crane. Babe. Yes. What is it, honey? I'm not feeling well. And I think something is choking me. Sister, if something is choking you, by the time I drive from where I am to where you are, you'll be there though. But they will wait. The thing that is choking them will wait until they see you. Then the choking will go. Even that one, you will drive. Even that one, you will drive. When upon all that, look at the way they disappointed you and broke your heart. With a text message. But you were yet available to give them the best and the first. When you took your paycheck. My goodness. And then you are going through the groceries. Or you are going. I'm staying there boy. And you are going through the shop. 
the shopping mall. All your mind is seeing your babe in that garment. You have already spotted it. And you were saving to buy it to surprise her on a special occasion. Hallelujah. And you were thinking that when it was Labor Day, they will reduce it. When you went, unfortunately, they didn't reduce it. It was your full paycheck. You bought it. You didn't cry. You didn't tear. It didn't pinch you, even though it was painful. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I have gone on a date where I bought expensive food for my babe and I drank water. Because if we both eat the same food, there will not be money to pay. And I can't tell the babe that babe contribute and let me contribute. Hey, how can I do that? I have already shot myself in my foot if I do that. So in order to enjoy and to enjoy more love, babe, do you want something? I want this. Get it. And at that time, all your prayer is, Lord, let the, let the waiter be sick so that when we call, she won't come because the money is being ex a, 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 a finished. But ladies and gentlemen, you were gladly doing it. Somebody has gone to a hotel, uh, um, a restaurant, and me, I'm telling you, has sent me a text to send him money. Before, he said, he said brother, if you don't help me out, I, I'm disgraced. <laughs> I said, hey, brother, what are you talking about? He said, Charlie, you know, <laughs> he said, you know, this girl that we have been praying about, today she agreed to go out with me. And we are in the restaurant eating and the day she agreed to go out with me was the day my, my, my paycheck didn't drop in my account. He said, brother, even if you put interest on it, I will pay. You see, I'm trying to tell you how we can make certain other things first and best. If you make God first and best, everything about God consumes your mind. I'm telling you. I'm te you go as you are. You come as you are. Praise the name of Jesus. Make God the, the principle of overflow number one. Maybe I'll just talk about this number one and I'll be done. I, I got four points here, but maybe I'll talk about number one. And Give God the best and the first. Your resources. Your time. Your time. Because anything that God gives you. Listen, brothers and sisters. Anything that God gives you, there is a portion in it that is called the seed. Seed. Now listen to me. The seed is the portion of what God has given you that is not yours. The seed is responsible for replenishing. The day you eat all, you die. You die means that there will not be procreation again. The day you eat all, there will not be anything for procreation. So anytime, you, any. When anybody gives me, if you give me one dollar right now, my mind is, Lord, this one dollar, is it mine or it is for somebody or somebody has 50 cents inside? Hallelujah. When you have this at the back of your mind, give me the book of First Samuel chapter 30 and verse number 2. Sorry, chapter 2 and verse number 30. First Samuel chapter 2 and verse number 30. When you give God the best and the first, he considers it as honoring him. Wherefore, the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. 
This was a promise. You see, that is why sometimes people say that, but the Lord said it. Why didn't it come to pass? The Lord can change his mind. Here the Lord changed his mind. Elder Israel. The Lord changed his mind. Look at it. Emanis. He said, the Lord said, let's read it again. I said indeed. That means with an oath. I made a promise. I vowed. I said indeed that your house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. But now saith the Lord, be it far from me. Hey. So God can change his mind. God, you, you, you see that God can change his mind. Brother, do you see that God can change his mind? God can change his mind. He said, he said I vowed. I vowed that you and your household should forever be priests, should walk before me, should have fellowship with me. Kwame. But he said, but now the same God that said it is saying that be it far from me. Why? For them that honor me, I will honor. Give God the first place in your life. When you give God the first place in your life and you are doing anything for God, you don't care how much it will cost you. It will cost you. Look at our security team. They drive all the way, 20 minutes away from McMenville. There is not a single service from here to their home. How many of you have been to uh, uh, the, the Silver Town before? I call it Silver Town. How many of you have been to Silver Town before? How long is that place? Almost one hour, 45 minutes from here. Every service. In December, when the snow became chaotic, they were here. When people five minutes away were not here. When they finish, we finished service, they said that anybody who arrives home, let us know that you have arrived. Listen, make God the first and the best. Maybe that is all the Lord wants me to talk about today. And I'm fine. Make God the first and the best. This thing that I'm saying, eh, it can change something in your life. Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33. When we start from verse number 25, let's start from verse number 25 or probably 24 all the way to 33, 34. And then I will let us pray and we'll take our communion. Forget about the rest. We will deal with it at the appointed time. The principles of overflow. Make God first. Hey, if it is one day, one day, Marshall, one day, the man David sat down. He said, I have a beautiful house. I can't live in a mansion while the ark of testimony remains in the ruins. I'm going to build God a house. The Lord didn't say anything. And then David started gathering elements. He started sacrificing his life. The things that he would have used to enjoy, he gathered it. He gathered, 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 gathered everything. He, told, he spoke to the city, the nation, the state. You see, when, when, when you are giving God the best and the, the, the first and the best, sometimes you may not even be the leader, but you are more involved than even the leader. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It eats your mind up. It eats your appetite. When you sleep, you can't sleep. We can't sleep. Or some of us, we can't sleep. We can't sleep. One day, somebody called me at 2 a.m. I said, sister, what is it? He said, I think my life is in danger. I said, I'm coming where you are. I started calling people. I called, called, called. Some of them didn't even hear because they were long asleep. I called one person. I called him for about seven times. He will not respond. Maybe his phone was on silence. Listen, 
I, I do not mind. Once it has to do with, and my wife believes it, and my wife knows it. Thank God for her life. Very supportive. Very supportive. Because sometimes, some of the things that I do, hey, if it was another woman, my goodness, hey, the way you were talking to that lady, there is something between you and her. By that woman of God, hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. David, it was in his heart to build the temple for the Lord. When the Lord waited for David to gather all the things, then the Lord sent his prophet to him. And he came and he said, listen, it is in your heart to build me a house. You have done well. But in as much as it is in your heart to build me a house, your hands have shed too much blood. So I will let your son do it. Nevertheless, I will account it unto you because it was in your heart. When it is in your heart, the Lord will put it in your hands. When it is in your heart, the Lord will put what it means. Listen, whatever is in your heart, Josephine, whatever is in your heart can only be expressed tangibly by what is in your hands. That is why I always tell people that if your heart is not correct, stop saying that, oh Lord, when you bless me, I will build you a church. I will do this. Now that it is in your heart, what are you doing with the little? The one that he gives you, what are you doing with it? It is what you do with the one that will determine what you do with the million. Praise the name of Jesus. So now it becomes a tag of war when God needs something from you. He came to Abraham. He said, give me your Isaac, your only son, the one whom you love. The one that I promised you. When Abraham in Genesis chapter 22 decided to offer Isaac, Abraham killed Isaac in his heart before he put him on the altar. He killed him. When you read the book of Jude, Bible said that for he knew that God was able to raise him up again. Either Jude or, or, or Hebrews, one of the two. He said for he knew, he was convinced in his heart that God was able to raise him. He killed the boy in his heart. If it is in your heart, ladies and gentlemen, God will put it in your hands. Lord, I want to do something great for you. I just want to do something my prayer is always that, Lord, if you want somebody to do something great for you, please, here am I. Because God does not need your ability. He needs your availability. When you are available, he can, didn't he say that he can even raise up stones? How much more you? Sometimes we limit ourselves. Lord, you don't know my past. Lord, you don't know what I've done. Lord, you don't know. He said, do you want me to use you? He said, yes. He said, come, 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 just as you are. Just come. The prodigal son, in Luke chapter 15, when he came to himself, from verse number 18 downwards, the Bible said that when he came to himself, he said, I will go back to my father. When he got a distance away from his father, his mind was that when I get to my father, I'm going to tell him how much of a fornicator I've been, how much of a thief I've been, how much abortions I've caused, how much drugs I've done, how much this I've done. I will let him know how filthy I am so that he will know that I've really repented. Bible said that when he met the father, the father said, oh, my son. The son said, father, I am not worthy that you should embrace me. He said, don't talk about that. I don't want to hear what you did. 
All I want is that come. Because I want to do something great with somebody. And I'm not finding anybody. So if you have come, I am... Praise the name of Jesus. The first and the best. Matthew 6. Look at 25 to 34. My last scripture. The first and the best. Give God the first. You see, that is why. And I always say it. The church is not seeing the power of God in the church. I'm not talking about the power of God outside. The power of God should start manifesting in the church. And then it will attract people from outside to come in. But we don't see it. Because we are not giving him the first and the best. We will give every other thing the first and the best. Not God. So God also decides. He that honors me, I will honor. Hey, one day, two people in the book of Genesis chapter 4, Cain and Abel, they went to offer a sacrifice to the Lord. Bible says that the Lord himself said that. This one I have received. This one. Hey. The first and the best. Maybe the topic should be the first and the best. <laughs> Hallelujah. The first and the best. Look at it. Therefore, I say unto you, Take no thought of your life. We are burdened with so many thoughts. How am I going to get my next car? I got to go on vacation. I must visit Dubai before I die. I must do this. I must do this. I must marry a wife with this. I must do that. I must do that. I must do that. He said, take no thought of your life. That is why you are not able to give God the best and the first. You are thinking too much. Take no thought of your life. What shall we eat? Hey, man of God, what you are saying, I don't agree with you. If I don't work seven days in a week, I will not be able to pay my bills and make extra. He said, the Lord said that you do this one thing and see what I will do. He said, what we shall eat, what we shall drink, what we shall wear. It's not life. The life inside the garment is not better than the garment you are wearing. If I have given you life, can I not give you the garment? That is what he's saying. If I have given you life, can I not give you garment to cover this life? Why can't you trust me? Why can't you trust me to give me the best and the first? Our intention is to cover the life. Who gave you the life? That is the question he's asking. Who gave you the life? Is it not God? If he gave you the life, can he not give you something to cover this life? Why can you trust that he gave you the life, but you can't trust that he can give you what it takes to make the life comfortable? Verse number 26. Look at verse number 26. Behold, and now he, look at, look, God is so humorous. He said, you see the beds. Some of you have these bed food stuff around your trees and, and then you are feeding the beds. Listen, whether you feed them or not, they eat all. Oh. oh, what? Listen, thank you, Lord, for this revelation. Listen, that thing that you put there, it is for your own interest so that you see the beds. It is not for the beds. That is deep. Why did you put that thing there? So that when the birds come eating, you can see them. Sometimes you can take pictures. Krell, krell. They say, that, oh, look at the bird I caught. It is for you. So sometimes when we give, it is in our interest to attract something good. It is not because the birds need it. Do you know when they were born? Do you know when they were hatched? Do you know their names? 
Do you know how old they are? Do you know what they have been eating until you tried attracting them? If you decide not to attract them again, they will get food. The Lord is saying that, behold, look at the best of the air. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't gather into bands. Yet, your heavenly father feeds them. God is their feeder. Hey, their provider. My goodness, they can never lack in winter. There's one question I always ask myself. Germany, I always ask myself that. In winter, when it is so cold, and then you, you are in your room, and then the heater is on, and then you still have your, um, your blanket, your duvet over you to get extra warm. What happens to the deer and all those animals? Have you thought about it? Don't you think that they, are also, they also have feelings? The Lord heats them up. The Lord heats them up. We don't, we don't, we, we, it is lack of faith. That is why we can't give God the best and the first. Look at it. For they reap not. They don't gather. Yet your heavenly father feeds them and he's saying, are you not better than them? Are you not much more better to God than them? Am I not better to God than them? Look at the next verse. Which of you, by all these taking thoughts, you have been working seven days and no, you don't have time for God, you don't have time for the Bible, you don't have time for prayers, you don't have time for anything about God, anything about God even irritates you, especially when extra moments are added. That one, you don't even want to go there. That one, you don't even want to go there. He said, when you did all these things, did it change the situation and then verse number 28. 28 says that, why do you take thought of these things? So much so that it takes thought of you. Listen, money is not bad. But when you have money, it is not bad. But when money has you, it is bad. Nothing in this world is bad. When you have it. But when it has you, my goodness, you are dead. Because whatever has the other dictates what must be done. So if money has you, money will dictate what you must do. So you do all manner of things. Money say, let's go to the club. Money say, let's do this. Money say, let's do You will do it. But when you have it, money say, let's go here. Say, no, you are going here. Hallelujah. You dictate and you determine. If you have time, you determine what to do. And that is what you must do. One of the principles is time management. I'll talk about it in the course of time. Time management. The other principle is financial literacy. They are all here. I will talk about them in the course of time. Because until we know the principles that govern overflow, God cannot give it to us. God will never give you something that can kill you. He loves you too much. He has invested so much in you. If he knows that this amount can destroy you, he won't give it to you. So he'll be praying, Lord, give me this. He said, listen, Galatians chapter 4, he said, the heir, the owner, as long as he remains a child, he is no different from a servant. 6.28, consider the lilies. They don't toil, neither do they spin. Verse 29, look at verse 29. Let's quickly finish. Matthew 6, 29. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon, with all his glory, he was not as beautiful as how... If, what he was saying is that, Mabel, if you allow God to beautify you, no human beauty can match it. Listen, Lois, do you know that anything God made appreciates, but anything man made depreciates? 
That is why if you buy a brand new car today and you drive it from the dealership, you take it back the next five minutes, it has depreciated 5%. But buy a land today, tomorrow it will appreciate. Anything God made appreciates, increases. Anything man made depreciates. That is why you must give God the best and the first of your life so that your life will keep appreciating. You will be 70 years old, you'll be looking the same way you are looking. Say me a believing amen. amen. Somebody looked at me. I said, how old do you think I am? He said, I think you are 32, 35. I said, Lord, thank you. I said, Lord, thank you. This is almost a grandfather standing here. If I married my age early and gave birth early, ha, I should be having great grandchildren. Say me a believing amen. amen. When the Lord make you up, you appreciate. When you use all the makeups, it depreciates you. Except when you use Mary Kay from Minister Chantel. That one, it will appreciate you. It is only, hey, I'm telling you, it is only Minister Chantel's Mary Kay makeup that appreciates. Hallelujah. So if you want to buy makeup, go and see Minister Chantel and buy your makeup. That one to appreciate you because she prays over it before she sells it. Otherwise, all the other makers will depreciate you. Because you see, let me tell you, how would it depreciate you? Because when you make up, it will let you look false. But when you come home in the night and nobody is there, and you get the makeup cleaner, and you begin, thank you, the wife, and begin to wipe it. When you finish, you become miserable. Because you look at yourself, you say, ah, I have lied to myself. Let God make you up. Giving him the best and the first. Yet, I say unto you, even Solomon, in all his glory, he was not make up like these flowers. Look at verse number 30. Let's finish. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today we all see it, the reason why we mow our grass is because we think they are, they are, they are trouble to us. But in the eyes of God, it is beautiful. But we cut it. And God doesn't complain. God doesn't complain. When God makes you up and the devil cuts you, you will grow again. Sometimes the flowers that we have intentionally cultivated and invested in, when something cuts it, it doesn't grow again. Anything man made depreciates. Anything God made appreciates. Let God make you by giving him the best and the first. Let your time be for God. Let your resources be for God. Let your energy be for God. Let your mind be for God. If God so clothed it, tomorrow it is cast into the oven. Shall he not much more make you up? People don't want to give their time to God. I'm busy, you know, this church, church thing. One day I met a young man. That was how he was working. I said, brother. You got to make time for God. He said, I don't do church. I, don't. I said, brother, who does church? Nobody does church. I'm talking to you about having a relationship with the Lord so that he'll make you up. You're talking to me about church. Nobody does church here. We are talking about God making you up. Three months later, I heard he was dead. If only he knew. Let God make you up. That is what I'm saying. By giving him the first and the best Oh, you of little faith. 31 to 33. 34. 31. Therefore, take no thought. Second time. 
what we shall eat, what we shall drink, what we shall be clothed with. These are the things that steal our time from God. For after all these things do the world seek. This is the agenda of the world. How to get a Bugatti. How to get a ship on the ground. Maybe driving a ship on the street. You know, people, yeah, let me tell you. The, the mindset of people, eh, when you don't have God, you become crazy with obsession. I want this, I want that, I want that, I want that. Now we gather all together, we put it on you. You look like a clown. Look at it. For your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things. And verse number 33, but seek ye first. Somebody says, seek ye first. He's saying that, he's not saying that don't seek. He says seek, but when in your, in your, in your scale of preferences, the first thing that you must seek, seek first the kingdom of God, the things of God, the interests of God. Let the priority, the things of God be priority on your list. Wake up with God on your mind, not with making money on your mind. One day, one politician somewhere said that he, all he thinks about is money. When he sleeps, he's talking about money, how to make money. When he wakes up, how many of you ever heard that statement? Yeah. He said, when I wake up, I'm thinking of money. He said two things. In fact, he said two things that I think of every day. Fight and money. <laughs> Who is my next target? Did you, you heard it, right? He said two things. Hey, I was surprised. So you two, two things you must think of. God and others. God and others. I must be able to think about my sister. Able to think about my daughter. Able to think about my brother. Father, what is going on? When? One of the things that trouble me is when somebody sends me a text, man of God, bear me up in prayer. I stop whatever I'm doing. <laughs> Sometimes I stop eating. I say, Lord, I don't know why he said I should bear him in prayer. Maybe there is a gun in front of him. Father, save him. Father, do this. Father, do that. Father, do that. Father, do that. Father, add this. And God, Lord, how can your work be better? I come into the church. Lord, what can we do again? Is the sound okay? What, is, what can we do again? How can we expand? Let that be. I don't do it because I'm the pastor. I do it because I'm a child of God. Because I'm a child of God. Because if I am no more on earth and I go to be with the Lord, the church will still continue. You think I'll go and I'll go with the church? No way. The church will still continue. God will raise up somebody to also continue. That is it. So I do things as a child of God. Just privileged to lead. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. Tayo, you don't have to sweat for them. They can be added. They can be added, Lois. They can be added. Peace in marriage, it comes it, it, it by addition. Progress. It comes by addition. Increase is a product of addition and entrustment. Close your eyes with me. There's a song I love to sing. You are the love of my heart. You are the hope that I cling to. You more than this world to me. I wouldn't trade you for silver or gold. Sing it to the Lord. I 
wouldn't trade you for riches untold. You are, you are my everything. Okay, let's sing it from the beginning. You are the love of my life. The love of my life. Bring the communion and share the communion for everybody. Communion still works. The hope that I cling to. You mean, you mean more than this world to me. More than this world to me. I wouldn't trade you. I wouldn't trade for silver or for gold. For silver or gold. I wouldn't trade you. I wouldn't trade for riches untold. For riches untold. Because you are. You are my everything. You are my everything. Can we sing it again? You are the love of my life. You are the hope I cling to. The hope that I cling to. You mean more than this world to me. More than this world to me. I wouldn't trade you. I wouldn't trade you for silver or gold. Yeah. I wouldn't trade you for riches untold. You are. You are my I want you to pray. I want us to make a rededication unto the Lord. That Lord, from today, I want to give you the first and the best. I want to give you the first and the best. Lord, I want to give you the first and the best. My resources. My resources. My time. My energy. My talent. I want to give you the first and the best. I want to give you the first and the best. The best part of my life must be to you. Would you lift up your voice and pray? Would you lift up your voice? It's a personal commitment I want you to make to the Lord. People are more committed to their spouses than God. It is an anathema. It is a, it is, it is, it is a serious mistake. If you are not committed to God, you can never be com committed to any human being on earth. It is the Lord that will give you the grace to gravitate towards man. Because naturally, man is selfish. Human beings are selfish. Naturally. All of us are selfish. It is our commitment to God that will cause him to become to cause him to help us to be committed unto another human being. I want you to pray, Lord. I give you the best and the first of my life, of my day. The name of Jesus. I want you to pray. And as you are praying, in case you are here or you are online, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. I'm talking about having said before the Lord, the Lord, I want to make you the Lord and master of my life. What does it mean to be the Lord and master of my life? It means that now I am moving away from the steering wheel of my life and I'm making you the driver of my life. Where you say we are going, I follow. Where you say we are stopping, I follow. Where we say we are diverting, we are rerouting, we are detouring, I follow. Maybe you are here. Maybe you are online. Keep praying. You want to have a relationship with the Lord. 
and you want to say that brother Nikki pray with me pray with me I want to have this relationship I want you to walk to me now I want to shake hands with you and I want to pray with you and I want to congratulate you for taking this bold decision for taking this bold step saying that Lord from today I commit my life to you I used to be on fire but I'm dead now I rededicate my life unto you if you are online or you are in-house of course online you will not be able to walk up to me but if you are in-house I want you to majestically and boldly without any element of fear or intimidation walk to me now just pray with you it is my humble I, I'm, I'll be humbled and I'll just be privileged to lead you to pray you want to have a relationship with the Lord in the name of Jesus online you'll be praying this prayer with me and you'll be saying dear Lord Jesus thank you for your word with my heart I believe you came to die to save me with my mouth I confess that Jesus is Lord over my life from today I'm born again I'm a child of God God owns me Jesus is my Lord and Savior my name is in the book of life thank you father right I want to pray father thank you for your word and thank you for all that you've said and all that you've done I pray that Lord our relationship with you will be priority you'll be number one and you'll be first and the best in our lives as we honor you honor us show yourself strong on our behalf favor us bless us in jesus blessed and mighty name amen we want to quickly take our communion and then we'll receive our offering we will give our first and our best to the lord online when we are giving you will see the portal but for now we have the lyrics of the song on the board it's such a powerful lyrics as we have it on the board we are still praying over the communion i want you to take your bread now you have heard the testimony of many many amazing things by the communion the keys are with us if you don't use them you will not be blessed by them what is the communion the body and the blood of christ the only thing that stops anybody from partaking in the communion is when you are not born again thank god that we are it is the communion that qualifies you it is not you that qualify the communion the communion helps you and i to become more like god not we becoming more like god to partake in his body then what is the essence of it the essence of medication is to heal not when you are healed then you go for medicine father we thank you for the bread it was bread when jesus blessed it and he broke it he said my body we receive it as the bread blessed and now as we break it we turn it into the body of christ you can break it that is the body of christ by faith believe it he lifted up the cup and blessed it and he said it is my blood father we receive the content of this cup as the blood now ladies and gentlemen whatever you want god to do for you i want you to pray over the communion maybe an addiction you want it to be broken speak over it say as i take this let this addiction be broken let me hit it in the name of whether you are fasting or not the communion is not food so you can take it father we bless you jesus mighty name speak over the communion and take it let's eat the body and the blood together
lift up an offering unto the Lord your tight your first and the best anything that you have for the Lord for service I want you to lift it up your first and the best you are saying that Lord thank you I can't pay but I'm just honoring you with my resources he said honor the Lord with your substance father we thank you for the opportunity to give it is a privilege receive it Jesus blessed and mighty name please joyfully and gladly drop in your offering your tithe and whatever you have for the Lord can you be on your feet you mean more than this world to me. I wouldn't trade you for it. God bless you. Yeah. I wouldn't trade you for riches untold because you are. You are my everything. Before we share the grace and we depart from here, if today is your first time worshiping with us, like we always do, I want to give you a powerful welcome. Minister, please, um, the man of God want to give an offering. Now, in case you are here, today is your first time. I want to shake hands with you. Would you please walk up to me? I want to shake hands with you. Wow, come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. What's your name? Hawk. Say that again. Hawk like the bird. Oh, Hawk like the bird. <laughs> Hawk like the bird. Hawk, who invited you? Um, I think you did. God bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> I want us to pray for our brother Hawk. Oh, your first time, right? Wow. God bless you, sir. What's your name? Pastor Robert Young. Pastor Robert Young. Hawk, come. I want to pray with you guys. Wow, wonderful. Please, who invited you? I sent you all on the sidewalk last week because I was going to Clarksville. Wow. When we were going to Clarksville, like tomorrow we'll be going to Clarksville, he saw us on the sidewalk and then... Wow. Hallelujah. And he decided to come. And you came to today. Can I shake hands with you? That's your first time, right? You want to say your, your name? Natasha. Natasha. So Natasha, Pastor Robert, and Hawk like the bird. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, thank you for these wonderful men and women of God that you brought today for our service. We know that it is not accidental. You brought them because there is something that, Lord, you want to do. I pray that the reason and the purpose why you brought them will be accomplished in Jesus' name. When these wonderful men and women of God live here, Give them testimonies. Let the supernatural manifest tangibly in their lives. And Lord, satisfy every appetite of their heart. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Amen. Let's celebrate them. God bless you, man of God. God bless you. Hawk like the bird. 
And Natasha, God bless you. I'll ha- I have a package for you right after service. Amen. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. We want to take our prophet. Tomorrow we are going to Classville. Yeah, tomorrow Classville service is on, so we'll be there. Let's take our prophetic declaration with long life, full of prosperity and sound health, shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives. Amen. Your night is blessed. I will see you tomorrow. Remember, Sunday is pastor's appreciation. (laughs) Hallelujah! And come with your landlord. (laughs) Come with everybody, including your landlord, so that he will not evict you. (laughs) <laughs> because you say that why did you go for that powerful service without inviting me it might bring you eviction so come with your landlord the lord bless you i love you bye bye